Hey everybody, welcome to this month's episode of the Nerdy Rat. We're going to be talking about Iron Fist, new rats that we have, and Captain Marvel trailer and a lot more. So let's get into it. Hey Liz, how's it going? It's going good. How's it going with you? Pretty good. Uh, see, it's been a while since uh, we've done yeah, one of these. It has been a while. So, we uh, yeah, apologies if you've been waiting for a new episode of your favorite podcast. Uh, Our few and faithful uh, loyal fans. <laughs> we've been uh, uh, we've been working hard the past couple of months on house projects and work and illness i got yeah. lyme disease all kinds of stuff yeah so, but we're we're not going anywhere we're still here we're still chugging um, away yes yes so anyway we finally have a new episode september but hey no worries yep and uh we also have some new rats coincidentally new rats yeah, new so, episode so we got basil and chip what a couple weeks ago now yeah just a couple weeks ago okay so they were uh they were actually from uh the rat mama that we called mama that we had. <laughs> yeah, we called her mama because she was a mama and she was just one of our fosters. Yeah, she, she was a she foster that we had forever. that had six or five baby girls with her when she moved in and she turned out to be pregnant again. Yes, and she had she gotten had pregnant before moving in with us. Second litter. And these boys were from her first litter, I believe. Yeah. So they weren't actually born in our house, but they did come from, from Mama, who lived with us for and a while. And we loved. She was a yeah. good girl. She came from a really distressing situation, but, you know, suffice yeah. to say, she and a biological sister both had litters when they were surrendered to the rescue. So they, they had been co-parenting, so they split all the boys and put the boys with the other mom and the other foster parent. Yeah. And we took and all the girls, but then Mama had already been impregnated before being surrendered so she got yeah. 14 more when she was with us yeah and so these boys were adopted out and the the young lady that that was uh that had taken them in developed severe allergies which i relate to because i developed allergies too last year in J this past january actually yeah so and it can be really rough she was pretty young and i think it was one of the things that got triggered uh because some allergies like they cannot really present until you've been exposed to it a certain amount. Oh and then well, that just would explain me too. Then it yeah. like triggers, and it's for some people it goes insane. Yeah, and it becomes unmanageable. And, and like for me, I think we had talked like I was trying to get the allergy shots. We talked about that on some of our episodes, and I actually had to stop because I was having such bad yeah. reactions to the it's, allergy. It shots. sounded like this young girl had more like well we shouldn't get into all her well but problems. yeah it sounded like they like they definitely oh, had allergies though. like they yeah. tried to manage it and it yeah. just wasn't working so they yeah. had to give them and up. she really loved them yeah so shout out to their mom yeah who they loves were them they were very they, they we're, were very we're keeping nice. in touch we've, with her we've been sending them pictures and stuff yeah. and we got them neutered right after they yeah the rescue got them neutered right after we took them back uh mm -hmm. The, the rescue likes to neuter boys, uh, especially as they get older, to prevent fighting. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, they knew they were going to keep these in Twilight, I guess. Or actually, well, I mean, we actually ended up adopting them because we loved, I loved them. And I convinced Matt. Yes, we you had convinced to, me to. Mm-hmm, I said, no, we cannot let them be adopted. So someone else, they're ours. Really? And I love them and they're mamas. And you know, we're only up to two double critter nations worth <laughs> of rats that we want. Oh, so. you know what? We haven't talked about that either. So somebody yeah. really nice who had adopted rats through Small Angels before was going off to college and she donated her double critter nation to us along Basically with her the metal entire pans. Tire setup. They yeah. Had she has the, the stainless, stainless steel. Yeah, stainless steel metal pans that you can get for the critter nation. Yeah. And uh, these things are really cool. I originally, when I first got the critter nation was years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, my understanding was the pans that they were making at the time were not stainless steel. They were galvanized, galvanized mm-hmm. steel. And they Which had, rests over time. they had to, t- yeah, I was told before I bought them that they would have to be replaced after a year or so because they did rust. Yeah. Now these that we were given have, I assume don't rust because they have absolutely no rust on them at no, all. No, and she had rats for several years. So. Yeah. And they look like the pans themselves, you, you, they've been using them for at least a year and they look immaculate. Oh, like, yeah. And they're nice because if you've never seen the pans, they've got really deep edges, so it helps keep the litter in the cage. Yeah, they still manage to get some <laughs> yeah, outside of the do. cage, but it's yeah. definitely not near it's not as, as much, much yeah. as with the plastic pans that come with the Critter yeah. Nations. We'll post a link to the site that sells these pans because I've found one specific site that sells them, and I think they custom make them. Um, I don't believe it's yeah. Like they're the like a hundred dollars for for, for both of them of for a two. set of two for the bottom and top. Yeah, and and the one on the top has the cutout for the stairway to come up, and then the one on the bottom is just the straight rectangular one. Yeah, and I think we have the three inch or the two. In- I'm not I'm sure. I'm not sure. They make them up to three inch. So we got to measure ours I'm for not the sure. depth yeah. he's talking about. And now they don't make the smaller ones that we've seen that go like on the tiny trays that go on like the second and the fourth. Yeah, level, but that's but not that's not as that's big. Not a deal. Really needed as no, much. especially like if you keep your paper litter on the on the bigger levels too. Yeah. yeah. One thing I've been doing lately is I've been getting that finer like paper litter. Oh, the little pellets or uh, the paper litter. Yeah, it's like, like the paper it's, pellets. it's like paper pellets almost, yeah. or like another version of it is yesterday's news. It's not mm-hmm. what I've been using, but it's like it's like they sell it at Pet Co- or Pet Smart. It's mm-hmm. like I think it's intended for rabbits. But what I do is I put like a thin layer of that on, mm-hmm. and I find that that seems to absorb a lot of the 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 urine and stuff, oh, and keep good. makes the pans easier to clean. Yeah, that's a- good. If you do that, and then I put the Carefresh on top of it. Uh huh. So yeah. that's what I've been doing. But uh, yeah, we've yeah. So it's been it's been an interesting month. So yeah. So now what we did is we have the silly squad. Which is Lando Han and Winnie, who we've talked about before. They're they have their own double critter nation, and they love it. Yeah. And my goal is um to intro Basil and Chip to the Silly Squad um after the boys are completely sterile, so that w- on Saturday I can start the intros with them. Yeah, hopefully that'll go. I'm hoping because well. I'm hoping that Winnie's become more acclimated to living with other rats since she was so alone. When I first tried to intro her to the big cage and she was being too much of a bully, I'm hoping that she's calmed down since then, since she's done so well living with Han and Lando. And I think the older boys, because I remember when we got Athena, who was so old, and she loved having our babies. 
at the time just be so silly and run around on her and i feel like basil and chip would like that too yeah, so that's now why that they're neutered the too it should <laughs> be a lot easier it's a lot easier yeah. to introduce boys after they've been neutered oh definitely yeah because they they lose that territorialness yeah to them and partly by the rescue got them neutered is because even if they were thinking of adopting them out we have girls in our house so they didn't want the sense from the hormones to yeah um, we've stir had problems up. with unneutered males just being mm-hmm. in downstairs exactly and just being in the, the same room and getting getting too riled up they start fighting with each other yeah so yeah so so you know it's working out for everybody oh now basil actually got a little abs well actually it was pretty big abscess um on just on one side after his neuter and the vet was actually really surprised by that because it's not that normal for males, I guess, to get abscesses after after a neuter surgery. And also, she said it was surprising that it was just on one side and not on two sides. Yeah. Um. We thought it was probably, and the vet thought too that before she saw him that it would probably just be a seroma, which is like a little pocket that fills up with blood, and that's like no big deal at all. It happens a lot after surgery, and she would have just drained that out with with a syringe. But but it was actually an infection, so he's on antibiotics now. And she cleaned it out real good and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, boys tend to have these complications a lot less than girls, I've noticed. But a lot they less do than girls or a lot more than girls? A lot less. Oh, really? The boys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the boy surgeries hardly ever have. Oh. I've definitely had seen more reactions from girls, like oh, really? where they pull it open. Because oh. usually it's like the girls, it's depending on how they do it, mm-hmm. um, it's sometimes a larger in incision. incision site. Yeah. Oh, so okay. it's more for them to sit there and mess yeah. with and pull apart. And yeah. But, uh, and mm. yeah, I, I think the, the chance for reactions are like getting abscesses and stuff. I think some rats react to the sutures mm. and that's where that comes from. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we don't if, know yeah, I mean, exactly what happened, but at least he's got it cleaned out and he's doing all right, so that's good. Yeah, and that that's why they don't automatically put them on antibiotics after surgery because a lot of times they don't need it. Yeah. But then once yeah. they've gotten an infection, they, right. they put them on it. So, yeah, it's really good to keep an eye on your rats after they've had a surgery because you want to make sure if anything happens, take them to the vet, you know? Yeah, just make sure it doesn't swell up. or mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, if you're in doubt, take him back for. I mean, it looked like he had grown out. back a, a testicle. It was how big it was. So <laughs> you, we were definitely able to tell that something yeah. was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, the first time I ever had a surgery on any of my rats was to remove a tumor, and I thought oh. the tumor had grown back, but it was just a seroma. Oh, I see. Yeah. And and Dr. Foster was very reassuring. She was like, "No, no, it's just the seroma. It's fine." Yeah, yeah. You so. learn things once you've had a lot of rats for a long time. Yeah. You know, you're always learning something. But, yeah. But we really love them. They're so sweet. I love them the most. Well, no, Matt loves them, too. But I was like, we have to adopt them. They're yeah, you were, you were definitely more adamant about adopting yes, them I than was. I was. I was because I fell in love with them. And I was so empathetic to their human who had to surrender them because I've had allergies, too. And then I was feeling sentimental because they were mamas. And I was well, like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying not to fall into the trap of adopting every rat that we foster, you know? No, I don't want to either. But I also really felt like these boys being older and they're only a pair, um, it would be better for them to be homed with other rats so that when the first one passes, the other one's not all by himself. Yeah, that's And true. I really thought having the babies, having Lando and Han, I'm, I really thought they would like that because I was remembering how much Athena liked that. So I don't know if I necessarily would have said let's adopt him if all we had was the big cage to put him in with the big pack, but I thought having 
Lando and Han, that would be like a really good pairing for them. Yeah, well, having that second Critter Nation donated definitely increased oh, yeah. our like ability. Oh, yeah, exactly, because if we did not have the Silly Squad in the double Critter Nation, this, the single Critter Nation wouldn't have been big enough for five rats, so we couldn't have done it then either. So, But no, it just seemed right. Like I'm not saying we have to adopt every single rat, but these just felt right. You know, it felt like they were coming back home to us, so... Yeah. Even though they'd never been here before, but it still felt like this was where they were meant to be. So. Yep. And an uh, update on Fievel. He's been living with CRD now for, I think, over two months. A long time, it seems like. And he seems to be doing really well still. He's he's on medicine every day. We give him mm-hmm. his medicine in the evening and at night. Actually, I give it to you him said after. evening and at night and evening and even, morning. Evening and morning. Actually, yeah. I give it to him after we get done oh, with okay. this podcast. And remember, I think we talked before, he gets the prednisone and he gets the bronchial dilator as well as the doxy and betrol. Mm-hmm. And he's doing really well. The the he, Dr. Foster said he was like the Energizer Bunny. Yes! His last vet checkup. She was like, he sounds so good and he's staying so steady. So not getting worse at all. Yeah, which is great. he is a little skinny, but he hasn't been losing weight. No, so. exactly. And I think him being like a naked rat, he looks a little skinnier just because he doesn't have all the Yeah, fur. probably true. Yeah, he always looks a little bit scrawnier because he just doesn't have that extra floof. Yeah, but he's I, very energetic. I was, I'm just kind of surprised at how well he's done. I didn't Me really too. expect him to survive that long too, with honestly. it. And to to be on I it with having to be on medicine all Every the time day. i know and it. he's i'm just so happy for him and like he's such a happy rat like he boggles all the time for me with his little eyes twitched and he bruxes and everybody's always snuggled with him everybody loves yeah, him yeah that's that's fiable yeah he's, he's always favorite. A, he's always in a giant pile of uh-huh. ratties I think because he's naked, he's like a little giant heating pad, you know, and they're all like, ooh, Fievel's so warm. Let's snuggle Fievel. But he's so sweet, too. Like, how could they not love him? He's just so sweet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're glad he's doing good. So you put some local animal news on here. I did because I was, I, you know, I think I talked the other episode. I've been getting more into the native plant gardening, and so I've been learning more about the um, native wildlife and ecology and things like that. Um, So with fall coming up, I wanted to inform people that leaving the leaf litter on the ground is actually really, really good instead of raking it up Um, because it provides habitat for insects that need to overwinter. And so not only does it let like the beneficial insects have habitat, but it also gives winter food for the birds who eat them. Because not every bird goes south for the winter, despite what you might have heard in childhood. So (laughs) there's some birds that need them for the food. And like, so it's just a really good thing to do. I know I have not completely convinced you to leave all the leaves in the yard, though. Well, I I mean. You don't like how it looks. I don't. Yeah. I'm more concerned that somebody from the neighborhood thing is going to, from the code, it's going to yell at us for having a whole bunch of crap in our yards. But I don't think the code can do anything about leaves i honestly don't think they're allowed to do anything about leaves well if you look it up and I'll they say up. that you don't have to yeah. i'm i'm happy yeah. to not do okay. anything about it but yeah i also don't want i don't want our our yard to look bad either well but here's the thing though so i'm planning to rent a rototiller thingy from home depot next month and i'm because i want to plant big vegetable gardens at home and i need to till the beds and i've read that it's easier to till them in the fall because the ground is still too cold and damp 
by the time you want to be planning stuff in the spring to try to do it in the spring. So if I till stuff in the fall, the leaf litter is going to decompose and really um, add a lot of nutrients to the beds. And then in the spring, what I'll do is I'll just rent the tiller again and do like one pass over everything to kind of like grind the leaves in or maybe just have you go over it with the mower or something. I don't know what I'll do. But yeah, I don't think you want to go over it with a mower. But I was just thinking, like, I probably don't want to go over it with the tiller either in the fall. But anyway, it's just good. It's good mulch, and it's good for everything. So I think it'll be all right. Okay. That's my feeling. Yeah, well, if they if you don't have a homeowner's association that's going to yell at you. <laughs> yeah, I I'll guess. figure it out. I'll figure it out. We could at least leave them in the backyard, but I, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think too. that. Yeah, we can do whatever we want in the backyard. Cause as I long don't, as they don't look too hard. You really yeah. can't see it from the from yeah. the street anyways. Yeah, we have a lot of trees, which is nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, anyway, I just want to encourage people to leave the leaves down. Yeah, we have a lot. We had a lot of squirrels, like, mm -hmm. uh, with this big storm, the acorn. The oak tree, the dropped, oak tree all the dropped all acorns. the acorns and yeah. all the squirrels were going crazy for them. Oh, yeah. The squirrels are having a field day out there. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's nice to think about, like, the outdoor animals and not just, like, your indoor rats and things, you know? Yeah. Extend the kindness. I was thinking maybe we should feed the, put, fill the bird feeder for winter, too, for the... Yeah, that's actually a good idea to provide extra support for the birds because a, a lot of people rip out all the native plants. Oh, so another native plant that's really good. People hate this weed called pokeweed because it's really strong, like fibrous stalk and stems, and it gets these berries on it that are messy, and the roots go very deep, so it's kind of hard to pull out, and most it people just hate it. Is that the one that's like six feet tall? No, that's a different one. But okay. the pokeweed's just starting to grow now. And the pokeweed also gets very tall. But what I learned just a couple months ago is that the berries are so valuable for the birds that are migrating south. And there's sometimes hardly any food for those birds anymore because so many people are weeding so vigorously and just planting turf lawns. So the birds don't have enough food sometimes to complete their journey. So if you actually leave the pokeweed in your yard, um, even if you can just leave it like in a few spots, you know, it actually provides a lot of food. So that's kind of like a natural bird feeder. Yeah, but okay. it's also good to fill your regular bird feeder in the winter just as like extra support. Yeah. Yeah, we always fill it for my grandma when we go visit her. Yeah. She's got one right outside her. Yeah, her, she lives her. in assisted living and she's got one right outside her window. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, I guess that's about it for animal stuff. I think so. Uh, I don't Did think we, we forget anything? Or I is don't that think it? so. We don't really have a whole lot going on. We don't have any fosters right now because we adopted all of them. <laughs> yes. Yes, we, we did. We do have a cage open. We so do. They, so uh, we could potentially get some more that yeah. we won't adopt this time. Well, Unless, well, I don't know. See, you always get up about adopting the rats, but then as soon as you fall in love with one, we adopt it. So, you know, well, I, I mean, I, I just we do say, that for you, too. I mean, well, yes, I know. But I don't pick on you as much about yeah. <laughs> adopting the ones that you love. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, baby girl. We got baby girl. Yeah, but that was just one. Uh, but I you mean, wanted to adopt Tan and Lando and Winnie. They were just going to be our Twilight rats. And Matt's like, no, let's adopt them. Let's make them. Well, we were going to keep ours. them. We we're going to keep them anyways. So. Yeah. But now. So I let you have them. So he let me have these legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we got a lot of nerdy stuff that, man, we been, do have kind of like we've, we yeah this is what happens when we wait a long time so originally we just watched we watched both of the dread movies yes 
Um, oh, you know you what? Had, we so, were yeah. So that was my idea. We were going to do that for our second August podcast or the first September well, one. Well, you you came to me and you're like, let's watch this dread Judge movie, dread. Judge Dread. It looks good, and I go. I said I never seen it. I said which one? And I do said you I mean? thought there only was one, and I said it's on. I was on Hulu. It was on Hulu at the moment. Yeah, because they had the Sylvester, the original Sylvester. Yeah, Stallone I thought that one. was the only one there was, and I'm like, I've never seen it. It's like one of those classic '90s movies. I wouldn't call it a classic. Well, see, that's the thing. Matt was like, like, "Oh, it's really bad," and he said, "There's a new one that I had only much seen better." I had only seen it, the original <laughs> one, like when it was in theaters. <laughs> I remember being horribly disappointed, and <laughs> yeah, it's. It's, it's good you told me that going in. So what we did, we ended up watching both of them so we could compare and contrast. Yeah, and I, I made her, like, because I, I couldn't let her just watch the Sylvester Stallone one. But also, like, like I didn't want to watch the new one without seeing what he was talking about in the old one. And plus, yeah. it's Sylvester Stallone, so I did want to see it. Yeah. Wow, it was, was, it was pretty ridiculous. He was so bad in that movie. Like, yeah. the writing was bad, writing but was he bad. was bad. And it was yeah. it was borderline so bad it's good looking back on it. It was. It was very fun to watch it, actually. It, like, you know it's not going to be a great superhero film when the cr- opening credits say, Judge Dredd suit designed by, who was it, Versace? Louis Vuitton or Versace? No, was it, or? Was it Valentino? Versace. No, I thought it was either Versace or it was like a Vuitton. I think it was was it Versace. I'm gonna have to Google that. It was one of the V, one of the V designers. But I'm like, mm, I think this is a little problematic when you have a superhero suit that's being touted as a designer suit, and it was really ridiculous. It had the biggest, um, I don't want to say a, a PG-13 rated word, but it had the biggest covering. Codpiece. I wasn't going to say that. It's a PG show. Codpiece is not a bad word. It's part of a costume. <laughs> like, what? Oh, I thought you said something different. I said codpiece. Okay. C-O-D. <laughs> but now we're giving... I, okay, but but anyway, I thought he said I thought he said it with the more more inappropriate word. No. <laughs> well, I would have used Get the your other mind word. out of the gutter. <laughs> Well, that was the word I used because I was like, oh, my. But it was the biggest cod piece I yeah. have ever seen on any costume. Well, the and costume it was, just was just bad because the pieces that weren't like oversized and kind of pointless pieces of armor was just like a skin suit. Yeah, it was it was a little ridiculous. And then, you know, in the, had, like, first, the chains and stuff. The first time you see Judge Dredd, he's like, I am <laughs> And then he's oh, like, Versace. It was it was Versace. And then he was just like dismissive. He's like, oh, that ammo's range is only so many meters. You guys are all scared. It's like it was just so bad. And like a big thing that people had, like a big difference between the two films, um, was that in the comic books, uh, Judge Dredd never showed his face. You never saw Judge Dredd's face. He was always yeah, wearing was the helmet. That to me, yeah. And in the original movie, in like the third scene that you see Judge Dredd, he takes his helmet off. And it stays off for and like the rest of the he movie. He keeps it off for literally the rest of the movie. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they didn't want to cover up Sylvester Stallone's face because I guess that's what get, was you gotta have the movie. that you gotta have that FaceTime. Yeah, going. yeah. And it was and, it was and it was lame. it was barely a science fiction movie. Oh, like yeah. I did like the robot because the robot was actually a throwback to the comic book. Yeah, I thought the robot was actually pretty cool. But it, he didn't really get much time on screen and the whole story was really 
convoluted and dumb. Like, oh it yeah, had... it wasn't a good story. Like, and Rob Schneider too. I have to say that in the credits too. When you see that Rob Schneider is the sidekick. And when you see that Versace made the costume, it's just like, okay, this is not going to be a quality superhero it was just movie. Like, it was just like a bad 90s action movie exactly. that was parading as a comic book exactly. movie. Exactly. It, 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 was, it was still enjoyable to watch, but I really liked that we had the new Dread movie to watch after it. Yeah, so so we watched the second Dread movie. And oh, if you have good. I really liked it. If you it. haven't seen the second Dread movie, and Definitely some, a lot of people it. haven't, because it was... It, I don't know, like, it didn't get enough advertising or something. Or were um, people just so burned from the first one, they didn't want to go see it? No, because when I heard about it, uh-huh. um, I went to go see it because I was a fan of the comic books. Okay. And I invited my friend John to go with me, and, uh-huh. and he was like, oh, I didn't even know it was out. I was oh, like, wow. Yeah. me neither, but yeah. it came out, like, this week, so we went to go see it, and it, and it stars... Uh, What's the guy saying? The guy who oh, plays McCoy. Bones. Yeah, McCoy. Uh, from the guy who plays Bones in the new Star the Trek. The new Star Trek movie. Uh, I'll look it up. It's uh, God, what, what I, I know. Remember I'm his blanking name. on it. New Carl Urban, who's oh, I didn't who's know just his name. a fan- he was good. He's a fantastic actor, and and he kept his helmet on he, the whole time. He keeps his helmet you didn't on see the whole his time. Face once. But also, instead of having this convoluted dumb story that like right. has him has the main character go like have, a have his entire world like right you know him getting fired from the forest and arrested and all this and nonsense this super villain trying it's to like, take down the yeah it's like one story about one day in dread's life where he's going to to try and clean up this this neighborhood exactly. or, which is like just basically a giant building it had this very like kind of siege you, if you ever saw it in an action movie called The Siege, where it's just oh, like a giant yeah. fight scene in one, in one, it's it had that very claustrophobic kind of feel mm-hmm. to it, and it was a good story. It, it was, was told well, and it's like there's mm-hmm. a point in the movie where Carl Urban uh, gets on the intercom and is calling out uh, Mama, who's like the who's the running the, running the town that they're yeah. in. And he's not fighting. our pregnant ratty. Yeah. And, and he's <laughs> our pregnant like, ratty was not the villain. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, mama isn't the law. I am the law. And I'm right. like, that's like the most earned. Exactly. Earned. 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 Way saying to say of that, that phrase. Exactly. Where it's just like. It made sense. In the original movie, like he just shows up and it's the first thing out of his mouth. Exactly. And it's like, you it, haven't done it. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's and like he was saying it just to say it in the first movie. And in the second movie, it was it was actually contextual. You yeah. Know? And like in this movie, you had like like you had the rookie that was with him and she had her own story. And it was kind of yeah, like it was like, a good story. Dread didn't really change. But like you kind of saw her first day on the job and like right. her growing as a person like where, you know, right. She, you don't even, like she they, Dread wasn't even sure he she was she had any business being on the street. And by the end of it, he's like, yeah, she's. She's a pass, you know. Yeah, she but, she passed her test, and also I like that for the girl they had an actual reason why she took her helmet off. She was a telepath, and she said it interfered with her telepathic ability, and that was actually a legit kind of way to rationalize why she didn't keep her helmet on. I thought. Yeah, it, it was good, and you know, it wasn't so much that like the the guys never take off their helmets, but like it was kind of a thing throughout the comic books right, that right. he never took off his helmet. And it was just, it was just well done. It was mm-hmm. a good story. It was. It was it really, really well like, done all the way around. The the different 
beats in the movie felt earned instead of just like mm-hmm. we're just going through the motions of making the stupid action movie exactly you know? and like actually it was a lot more balanced in terms of like having an equal number of female characters who actually were like real people who had real lines like the first movie it seemed like almost only men existed in that world and it was just very nice it was like a much more diverse cast all the way around and it just felt much more natural well, that, I mean that was back in the 90s when that was really <laughs> more of an issue too uh, like, well exactly but it's still often an issue but, but I mean because nice. like this is about in the 90s every action movie the only female in any action movie was the love interest for oh, the main absolutely. character oh absolutely and they did that same thing and, with the first they Judge did it, Dredd movie yeah, too and, and, ju- and it's like there, there wasn't even any reason for them to like be romantic her co-worker yeah and there's like no reason for them to be romantically involved and then they kiss at the end it's yeah, like it was terrible but you know what's a really good movie with Sylvester Stallone where they kiss at the end and it's totally worth it and it Rocky? fits with it? No, it's another sci-fi one, Demolition Man. A uh, Demolition with Man with Sandra Bullock. Because at the end of that one, Sandra Bullock's like, I thought we were a team. And he's like, we are a team. And then he gives her a kiss. Well, and it's really cute. That's actually a chick flick disguised as an action well, movie. Demolition Man is just... A That's much a fantastic movie. Judge Dredd than Judge and they Dredd had a romance, and they had a romance in that movie with Sandra Bullock that was being built up through the whole movie. It wasn't just like at the end, you know. So well, it made a lot more sense. It's it was also like it was more. Ble- it was, it was so more believable. believable as like as like a, a guy out of time. And, exactly. and it was more like Sylvester Sloan being himself rather than trying exactly. to be some dumb comic character who's not comic exactly. character that he wasn't. Exactly. Yeah. So Demolition Man is is like the A list of Judge yeah. Dredd. Judge re- Dredd was like the B movie. Now there was a Kickstarter to try and do a sequel to Dredd. Oh, like the a new year Dredd? ago or something. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think I don't know whatever happened with that. I know Carl Urban was on board. Yeah. Um, Is it just because the first one didn't do so well, and it's probably yeah, of marketing? It's ca- I think it's become like kind of a cult classic after mm-hmm. the fact, but mm-hmm. I I don't think it partic- did particularly well enough yeah. for the studios to be like, well, yeah, if let's it make another. Well, advertised that well, and also you know sometimes critics pan things that don't deserve to be panned. You yeah. know. Well, it's also uh, I don't think critic, critics critics did did, did like, like it? it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's just no one saw it. It's just it yeah. it didn't do well financially, so studio yeah. studios only care about finances. Oh, yeah. Like that's why they. Like, oh, Star Wars is a success. Let's keep putting out bad movies. Even though, you know, they don't take criticism. Well, exactly. And you know what's actually funny is I thought the solo movie was actually pretty well done. But because it did less well at the box office, they're like, oh, no, we're going to scrap that whole storyline potentially. Well, they're they're all interesting. It's funny because it wasn't that bad of a movie. I actually The failure of solo financially is Uh more of a reflection of The Last Jedi than it is of solo. Mm. Because everybody was going to go see The Last Jedi no matter what because they were all Mm -hmm. hyped from the previous two movies. Right. Right. Because those were good. They expected to do do good. They went to see Last Jedi, got burned because it wasn't good. And then when they're saying, oh, we're making the solo movie, people right. just had enough and they're like, and plus it was pass. like recasting the characters. Like, hard, the, you know, exactly. that's, that's going to be a pass for me. Exactly. But it actually was really good. I liked it better than some of the yeah. other ones, actually. But so. see, the studios, ca- no, yeah, they don't care. They're not that self aware that they can go, like, <laughs> no. Oh, this is the, no, like, studio execs are the ones no. that go, 
Well, you know, the exactly. Supergirl movie bombs, so people don't like like women as superheroes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, they don't like poorly written movies. Exactly. They, exactly. They, they don't look they don't like stuff like that you pawned off to your to your right. loser writers and, and right. with no budget, you right. know, and then exactly. you go, Oh, it's because it was about a woman. No, no it's, because it's because you made a bad movie. Done. Exactly. What was the other example they used? Though I think what was I think it? they used Electra. Oh my As god! Another example. Or, I haven't oh, even seen no, Electra, no, but that's probably it. No, it was Catwoman. Oh well, Catwoman the, was ridiculous. Catwoman was like soft porn of Halle Berry crawling through the pipes in Gotham. Catwoman was was a dumpster fire of a movie. Yeah. That they like. The like e- exactly. The editor had no clue what he was doing. Like just just the just the pure editing of that movie is like so frenetic. Like. He, he don't they don't even understand that like you need to leave like like there's like the eight second rule when you're editing a movie that you should have in general and this is just kind of a rule of thumb eight seconds between a cut you can't uh-huh. cut every half a second or <laughs> second even in an action scene and expect people to to not throw up yeah you know and yeah. and it just it well never... i didn't even watch the whole movie i was watching it finally because it was on tv one day back when i still it had was... cable i couldn't even get through it i had it on for like 15 minutes and i would come back to it occasionally and it was still just as bad the, every time i came back the editing it's made like, you nauseous i couldn't special watch effects it. were unbearable and, well, the... and like i said i was really irritated that it was basically halle berry crawling around in a skimpy costume the entire time and, like that's all it was the writing was like there was no writing it, it like the scenes where there wasn't like action going on and it was like people talking together it was like it was bizarre levels it was like the room levels of (laughs) bad writing and it's like she had like one character that was like supposed to be like the funny gay character or something but he was like i it was like so bad it was just everything about it yeah i mean it's funny to watch as a one of the so bad it's good but it's not it's It's not it's hard to get through because it is really it's really just poorly, poorly done. And, but yeah, you're absolutely everything. right. Like it's so demeaning for then people to be like, "Oh, that means that women movies are bad." Well, that, and it's like, well, if it's a bad movie, it's going to be poorly received. Yeah, it's you like know? Ho- executives in Hollywood yeah. seem to oh. ignore the simple fact that if you make a mo- like, if you don't put quality people right in into a movie especially with, the writers i cannot push for writers with, good writers enough it's all starts yeah. with the writing and it's like it's not necessarily even budget it's like no, you gotta have writing you gotta have competent people on your team and you gotta start with a good script you do if and you don't have a good script and a good story you've you got know, nothing and it's like oh you want to why this movie failed it's like did you watch the movie <laughs> that you put out? Because exactly. it's bad. Right. It's a bad movie. It's not because you put this actor in it. It's not right. because it's about this subject. It's right. because you made a bad movie. Exactly. So let's segue, by the way, from bad movies into bad TV shows. Um, <laughs> we watched we watched the second season of Iron, of Iron Fist. Fist. And I, okay, let me, no, 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 wait, let me explain first. But, so I actually have never seen Dawson's Creek because I refused on principle to watch it. I, I was disgusted by that type of show. But I said this, my title for this season of Iron Fist was Iron Creek. And I, I thought it would be better to call it uh, Dawson's Fist. <laughs> Because that just seems <laughs> it's just got more of a ring, uh, ring to it. I have to say, I think Matt's title won. <laughs> but but that, I think, perfectly sums up this season. Because this was like the most angsty, emo, 
family drama, but not even really that dramatic. Of you know, oh my gosh, it what there wasn't even hardly a villain because it was just like an emo. Yeah, see here here's the thing. <sighs> I overall I like this season way more than I liked the first season. Oh, I agree with that. There's no I disputing think, that. It I was, think it had it's had good character. Like the characters that were good in the first season were good in that. Like, like yeah, Ward, Ward was hilarious. Ward was really he stole the show. And he so stole in the every show. scene he was in. He, he got just, the funniest lines to say, and he said them in the funniest way. Yeah, he was just on point in every scene he was in. I'm in I NA, th- not AA. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, it, and and Danny was much better. Danny in this was too. much better. He they didn't really come toned a, him down. Like, and he actually had like an arc in this series where, like, yeah, he did. He kind of acknowledged that, like, the 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 power of the Iron Fist or the dragon mm-hmm. that he had was kind of like a drug, and it was like causing him to like kind of you know just want to just destroy stuff basically, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and then when he he when. He, the time came to try and get it back from from Davos. Yeah, spoilers, by the way, of course. Spoilers, always, yeah. always. Yeah. If you listen to those, you should yeah, know. You should we, know we by spoilers. now. Anyway, spoilers. So when when he went to go get it back, he's like, you know, I don't want it. Yeah. You should take it because you're. And yeah, I thought that was a really good arc, and mm-hmm. I liked and it. And I like that they actually followed through and gave it to Colleen. They didn't chicken out at the end and have Danny end up with it anyway. Yeah, but I mean, all of that was good. The problems I had with it were mostly related to davos <laughs> and the kunlun like mythos it's just it's like just there like, was like a lack of a true villain there was like a lack I mean, of a plot davos character makes sense in a way because he's kind of like a sheltered mama's boy that never really yeah, adjusted get, to I, the real world or relationships I get davos's motivations i do but he's that doesn't make him an interesting character no. or somebody i want to watch no and it, and also he kind of like He's just kind of like this like generic bad guy kind of thing yeah. where it's like he's always misguided. He'll never right. see the error of his ways because he's right. too arrogant. Exactly. And it's like even though like. He like, had no middle ground. There they was nothing just, that made him interesting. They should have just killed him. Honestly. Honestly. I can't the, believe he, they let him live at the end because I'm like, oh, they're trying to bring him back for another I season. I understand Danny like wouldn't kill him or something. They should have let Mary kill him. Let Mary kill exactly. him. Let Ward, let somebody let kill Sila him. Let Ward, yeah. Let's, but somebody should have killed him Because he needs end. to be gone. Because he, he's an unredeemable character because they wrote even at way. the end of it, he's like, oh, I'm still, at least I have my whatever. Like, right. You know, like, right. Uh, I mean, he just lost his mind and became a serial killer and he wasn't, right, there was nothing Yeah, and then he killed that, one, that one shop owner because yeah. he didn't believe him and it's yeah. like, you're scaring the crap out of people you don't understand why he's not right right and it was just like uh, he's uninteresting and he's unlikable yeah but he's not unlikable to the point where like really like you just kind of want him to go away and and remember how many episodes we watched just being like oh my god this is so boring it's so boring because like probably like a good six out of ten episodes nothing happens yeah we watched nothing happens we literally watched like the first six or seven episodes stop watching it and we're like did we finish that yeah we couldn't remember if we had finished it or not yeah it was that it was that it was that that memorable Mm -hmm, exactly now the few things i did really like though i loved that misty was in most of the seasons and i liked her and colleen's pairing up and i think they're getting ready to pair them up to maybe have their own show or be a more featured team i really like the two of them together i would be fine with that i i just think the pacing of the show is all off like oh it was the most interesting stuff in the show 
happens in like a cutaway that they don't show you. Like you mean, at the at the at the end, at the end they go yeah. several months later, and then all right. of a sudden, Danny is like a cowboy now, and he's right. got he's got the Iron Fist back, but it's right. in both hands, and he's using it to shoot guns. Right? Seriously, it's like it's just ridiculous. So why don't you show how that uh-huh. happened? And it's just like I know. you know, know, honestly, what they could have done is had the whole Davos arc in the first two episodes, and have Colleen get the fist in the second episode, and then Danny. Oh yeah, the rest they, of the series could have been Danny's journey with War. They could have convinced. They could have condensed the entire yeah. season into three episodes, and yeah. with all the same plot points, and it yep. would have been way more interesting. Yep, and then they could have really taken us on the journey at the end instead i don't even know if they're ever going to go back and tell us what happened or if it's going to be like think three sentences of exposition and it, they'll never come back to it it just kind of like both this and luke cage just kind of feels like you've got some very uninspired writers yes like I everybody's agree. got writer's I block agree. and they can't think of anything interesting i totally agree and so, it kind of makes me wonder why don't they go back to the original comic books and try to pull more from that because i'm guessing the comics had to be way more interesting i haven't actually read these particular comics but they have got to be way more interesting than what's been happening in the shows yeah well it's just like it, it's like they kind of go through Eight episodes and nothing happening. Right. And then something fantastical at the end. Right. To try and get you to watch the next season. But then it's going to be another like 10 cheap, episodes of nothing. Yeah. Right. It's like a cheap, cheap to be continued. Yeah. You know? It's like. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm Luke sure they'll Cage keep making similar. them. Jessica Jones was equally terrible in the second season. I mean, pretty much all of the second seasons have been terrible thus far. Yeah, Jessica Jones. Daredevil didn't have a very good second season. Remember? Well, you can't even hardly yeah. remember it because it was that boring and I just terrible. remember it was like them fighting for the last yeah. three episodes. Daredevil, it was, just like, it was just like blah, 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 triad, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was about it. So, yeah. yeah, they all seem to have the sophomore slump. And I think it's the lack of inspired writing, like you said. But and Ward's one-liners are seriously still worth the show. He was hilarious. And yeah. Misty was good. And the fighting was much better. There were actually some really good fight scenes in this. I used to watch a lot of Jackie Chan movies um, in high school. Like the old school ones, the old school Chinese ones with like the really, really good fighting that he directed himself and stuff. So I have to tell you, the fighting was much better. And they had a lot more featured fights that didn't have Danny in them. But even the ones that had Danny in them, he's obviously been training because they were shot better and and they were just better overall. Yeah. But Colleen and some other actors who clearly really knew martial arts had some really good fights. Yeah, and, and at least Danny found some humility in this season where he's yes. not a completely hateable character. Anymore. No, he was much more tolerable. I, w- I wouldn't say he's likable, but he's tolerable. Well, he definitely displayed humility in this yeah. season. Yeah, oh yeah. Which He's he tolerable. failed to in the first Made season. Made him tolerable. Completely. But you know, I really liked Joy from the first season, and I felt like they just threw her away on an arc I, that made she, no sense. She like she just there like flip flopped no all over the place like to go after Danny at all. Yeah, and then she immediately like goes and tries to make it right. It's like Right. Why like, why did you, if if you didn't want to do this, why'd you do it in the first place? Like, exactly. Like you knew the whole plan was to steal his powers. Like mm, I just yeah. And she's just like she's so angry at Danny for like for for for, for the, Ward stuff for what her dad did. Exactly. And she's mad at Ward too for what her for, for what her dad for did. Stuff her dad did. Like yeah. I think you have some misplaced anger issues here. You need yeah, to... well, I remember 
how bizarre it was at the end of the first season because she had been such a different character the entire season and then all of a sudden it was like oh let's go after Danny because I hate him yeah. and it was like well where did that come from yeah but so, anyways yeah. you know what I, but what I started watching right after I finished we finished Iron Fist I know you haven't been watching it but mm-hmm. I started watching Gotham yeah I'd always heard Gotham was good I watched the first couple episodes that, of that. show is amazing <laughs> Yeah, I I really like. I was telling you, I didn't want to watch it when it first came I know, out because and I was, I, I was afraid that it was going to be another Smallville, and yeah. Smallville was unbearable to watch. <laughs> now, and see, I never watched Smallville, but I did watch the first couple episodes of Gotham, and I was telling Matt I thought he would really like it. But I, for me, I can't watch it because some of the storylines are too grisly for me mm. to handle. So I'm just letting but Matt watch yeah, that it's one. It's great. The characters are great, and I really like. Yeah, For I really first, liked what I saw. First half season that I've been watching, it's been following the penguin around a lot. Oh, okay. And every time he comes on, he's got this like real like penguin ish music and stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. And it, it's just it's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. And you know I, I thought they, you would like it. They do they get the characters correct. Mm-hmm. Which That's is something so nice. that Smallville I felt kinda never mm-hmm. really did. Like like when watching Smallville, like I don't know, like like the character of Clark just never really seemed to oh, okay. embody what I thought of as as a young Superman. Yeah. Where, where this is actually, yeah, you, you, feel you like can it's you can more. definitely see that this kid is, can will become Batman That's in the future. Cool. That's pretty cool. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're. And enjoying it's it. just well, it's really good writing. Yeah. Well, see, that to. is that is what it comes down to. The writing is everything. You don't have good writing. You've got nothing. Yeah, and it had like, and the stories make sense, and they mm-hmm. connect together, and that's it's perfect. like something they'll be like, and you're like, oh, that's cool. It's like, yeah. like they actually sat down and mm-hmm. and been like, this is where we're going with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what was like that was the very first season of Once Upon a Time. Now the rest, season two of Once Upon a Time was still good, but the rest of it was crap. But but yeah, it was it was that cool. I think shows like this help a lot when they kind of have an end in mind yes. when they start. Yes. And that's the reason Breaking Bad was so good was okay. the fact that they kind of knew where it was only going to be so many seasons mm-hmm. and they knew where they were going to end it. Mm-hmm. So it's like it it just helps you s- exactly. sculpt a better narrative when you know the exactly. destination going exactly. into it. Well, it does. Even in teaching, we used to say that you have to know the end from the beginning. Yeah. Um, like you don't have to know everything that's going to happen right. along the way, but you should. You have to know your end goal. Yeah. And it, a couple of the high high points. Yeah, exactly. So you're not like you know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, because that's actually what did in Once Upon a Time is that they had planned this gorgeously planned out first season. And it was like every episode was like a movie, but each episode was connected and the whole season was an arc in a movie. And it was beautiful, wonderful. Second season, they still did pretty good on because they were exploring the dynamics of like Regina, the evil queen who, you know, has now been exposed as the evil queen, but she actually does love her kids. So she's trying to figure things out. So season two, I actually liked as well. But but after that, it was like they hadn't even planned unnecessarily getting renewed for more than one or two seasons. They thought they might just have a one season and be done with it. So they had nowhere else to go. And it just it showed, you know, it was just yeah. like contrived nonsense after that. Yep. And it was frustrating you got you got to know when to end the show and mm-hmm. i think that's the problem with a lot of like shows that go on too long mm-hmm. or you got to know when to bring in new writers and say you know what we ran out of our own ideas but let's bring in the new writers kind of like what i complained about all last 
three years about Doctor Who. Like, they needed to can Stephen Moffat before Capaldi ever started his run, but they didn't, you know? So, yeah. No, don't talk a little bit about Supergirl because I didn't want to watch this season of Supergirl, the most recent one. I didn't want to watch it because I had read some stuff that Kara and uh, Kara, what's her name? Kara and her boyfriend had. Broken up because he'd gone into outer space. But then I read that rather than getting back together, he marries someone else. And the only thing that made Kara tolerable to me and made me like her more was her being in the relationship well, with that guy. Because he challenged her and they were like such an excellent dynamic. So, so yeah, I was pissed so that me, they threw that dynamic away. So go into it. Let yes. me give you the quick spoilers on yes, that whole story. Give story me the whole spoilers. Line. So after like seven months, mm-hmm. uh, they find a ship. Mm-hmm. And uh, Monel is on it. Monel, that's and, his name. And uh, what happened was, after he left Earth, he went through a portal and went like 300 years into the future. Okay. And he thought he was going to be trapped in the future forever. And mm-hmm. he was like, he started the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, well, that's and it was fun. based off of. Uh, and he based it like he basically based it off of Kara. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, so and they came back in time to stop this uh, th- this this blight that was gonna basically kill oh. a bunch of people. So, but he hadn't um, figured out how to come back in time before that, I guess. No, so yeah. he was gone for seven years in his time, uh-huh. and he never thought he was gonna come back. And that's when, and he, apparently, he only got married to like unite some families or something to like keep a peace or whatever. Which is kind of stupid because that's what he said he wasn't gonna do with the princess or whatever. Yeah, and and they basically it sounds like it was like an arranged marriage, yeah. but they he did end up loving her, and then so it's kind of left hanging at the end because he kind of decides towards the end that he's gonna stay with Kara, but then. Some other stuff happens and he has to go back to the future or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, see, I don't like all that messed up. Wind's anyway. going to the future. So it's kind of up in the air where they're going to yeah. end up. I, I don't know if they're going to end up because they didn't give her any other romantic interest this season. Yeah. At all. They broke up uh, uh, Alex and her her girlfriend. No, I knew about that from the Flash crossover. And they, it was kind of dumb because like they broke up because... Alex wanted to have kids and her partner didn't. Right. Which is a great real life reason I mean, to break up. But do you have to really write that into a fictional show? Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I it, mean was just, it was just kind of sad. and it's, Yeah. You know. That, um, and that's kind of what I felt was like this whole season was just going to be depressing. And I didn't want to watch it. Like, can't my fictional characters at least have it, happy endings? Yeah. Like, it come was, on. It was a little bit of a downer. But I mean, it was, it was good. Like, um, John's dad shows up and he's John. still alive. John, John Jones. Real, I mean, John Jones, his dad is still alive? Yeah, they find it. Well, he's supposed to be the last Martian. Come on now. Well, he uh, he was like being held captive by the white Martians. Oh. And then he didn't know about now, it. Now, what about he, his white Martian girlfriend? Did she ever come back? Yeah, they had an episode where they went uh, oh, to okay. see her, and that's where they found his dad. Oh, and his okay. dad has like basically the Martian version of Alzheimer's. Oh, that's sad. And he ends up uh, saving the whole planet at the end. Does he die, though? His dad does, yeah. <laughs> So sucks too. They find him and then he dies. Mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. I did like that story arc though. It was okay. sweet. It was right. it was a little sad, but it yeah. It was very. It, it reminded me a lot of my grandfather. Honestly, oh, like yeah. it, it was very good. Yeah. Um, overall, I thought the season was very well done. I, yeah. I, I I liked it more than the last season of Flash. Oh, okay. Because well, that's they something. they are definitely not following the formula that Flash is following. They're kind of yeah. off doing their own thing, and I think yeah. I. 
You, you know, I'm them excited. For that. I, yeah. I'm excited to see the next next episode. Yeah. I watched the whole season in like a week. It was. I know good. you were binge watching it. Yeah. Well, and see, I guess my main thing is like aside from oh, this is sad or that sad. Like I don't mind so much Alex and her girlfriend breaking up because as a couple, they were good, but they weren't like I felt like Monel and Cara were so enjoyable to watch being together. Like I just uh, like the two of them together, and I'm like, you've got a good, interesting thing going on. You've got a great dynamic. Why are you just going to throw a monkey wrench into it for no reason? You know, like this is fun to watch. Why can't you just make a show that's fun to watch? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's drama. I know. Drama. Drama. So. But anyway. But yeah, um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. That's all that's I got. Did it. you have? Oh, you want to oh, talk I about <laughs> your new game? <laughs> so this is, I'm sure, not a game that's actually new because I don't find things right away when they come out. But so I, fa- I stumbled on this new game on my phone called Love Nikki N I K K I, which is a fashion game, and I happen to love fashion and clothes, and it's like anime fashion, which is like my favorite kind of fashion, like with the little Lolita dresses and like all these wonderful things. And um, the whole premise of the game is your character, Nikki, gets dropped into this uh, alternate universe where people do battle by having fashion battles. And you have to compete. You win clothes, and you get a lot of free clothes and stuff in the game, But and you can win them and buy them with the game money and all this stuff. And then you compete based on putting your outfit together. And there's a lot of quite detailed things that you can add into your outfit. Mm. And there's so many different styles, and there's so many different fashions, and it's like... Do you have to match three things together? No, you don't necessarily have to match, but everything has a theme. And so, like, each one of, each article of clothing is ranked on, like... Simple, elegant, cute, mature, sexy, gorgeous, warm, cool. And like they don't all have all of those modifiers. So you have to kind of skew your outfit for like what the overall theme is and then what the two top themes are as far as the characteristics. But then it's they they pick like five total characteristics they judge you on in addition to the theme. So it's kind of cool. You have to like use your brain. But you also have to like use your fashion sense. And there's like so many little side things you can do. And it's kind of like um, your World of Warcraft game where you have to go farming for items because you have to do certain battles a certain number of times to get your items to drop. And it's kind of random when the clothes are going to drop. And then you can craft clothes and you need certain pieces of clothes to craft the clothes. So it's just pretty fabulous. I love it. Well, that sounds cool. It is actually there, there really is, cool. There is actually a fashion battle in World of Warcraft. Well, there you go. It's probably not as fabulous Which as this one. I did play the expansion for like about a week before canceling myself again. Oh, really? You canceled it again? I don't know. There, well, just weren't that into it. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Legion 2.0. Like they just haven't added enough to keep it interesting for no. me to want to keep playing. Yeah, that um, sucks. They basically kept all the systems and just made new zones and new mm. new things. It, a lot of people have been talking about it because I think a lot of people are not they're that happy with it. They're just yeah. kind of burnt out on it. It's like well, yeah, if you're not going to add in a ton of new stuff and really make it interesting, like what's the point? I mean, they're making new content, but it's like you can only be on the same treadmill doing the same exactly. thing for so long before exactly. it's like it all just kind of blends together, and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, I, it's new, but it's not new. I totally hear you. Like, yeah, this is a new story, whatever. Right. Um, I can burn through that story in a week, and then I get back on this treadmill of trying exactly. to get loot. And yeah. 
And it's just no, not, I hear you. It's I don't know. I've I've been having way more fun playing Magic. So yeah. Oh, and they announced the uh, arena. MT Magic the Gathering Arena, their their new online version, oh yeah, is going to be officially in open beta on the twenty seventh oh. to coordinate with the release of their new set, Guilds of Ravnica. Now you'd already been playing on that, so what's the difference going to be now? Well, they're gonna they're doing the final wipe, so all of the progress will be reset for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody who paid money for gems uh-huh. will get all of the gems refunded, so you can basically oh. get you'll start over. Oh, that's everybody nice, starts over. So I'm actually going to start playing it probably a lot more now yeah. because I stopped playing halfway through beta because I knew there was going to be this final wipe yeah. and I wasn't spending money on it. So like right. if I played and played and played and unlocked Earned a whole bunch of cards, right. I would not You'd lose, like, all your I'd lose all that progress. Yeah, I totally understand. So that. I was like, I'm just going to wait till it actually comes out and they do the final thing. That yeah. way stuff I get, I'll know I'll actually keep going forward. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes yeah, and I'm sense. more like I've always been more of a paper magic player, anyway. I understand that as well. So I do. But uh, hey, thanks for listening, guys. Um, if you like us and you want to support us, think about supporting one of our charities. Small Angels Rescue is the, is the uh, Frederick County, Maryland-based 501c nonprofit, no kill, all volunteer organization dedicated to rescuing and rehoming gerbils, guinea pigs, hamsters, mice, and rats. Mm-hmm, and you can donate to them. Um, Matt's going you, to sign up for Extra Life. Well, I no, don't, he's not, I actually. Don't, I don't know if I'm going to be doing Extra Life this year, but... Um, you could do I would, Extra Life you know, on your own I listeners. would recommend listeners to yeah, sign up. You absolutely. Know, and the you first money. year that I did Extra Life, uh-huh. I saw an ad on Reddit for it, and it was like the weekend was like that weekend. Oh, okay. And so I you, signed up that day yeah. and then did the, the stream yeah. like that weekend, and I think I made... That was the I first year we like, were together, babe. Was it? It was. Uh, I raised like sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah. That year. Yeah. And you, you know, and last year I raised like four hundred dollars. So yeah. You know, it's okay. Get, take a break. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna take a break this year. I've just got a lot of other stuff going. You do, on. and and you don't really have time to do that much gaming and streaming and stuff. Yeah. You've got more going on. So, but so. yes, listeners, we suggest you sign up for it and raise money with your streaming. Yeah. Get or out there. Tabletop games. Do it. Whatever you want to do. And uh, hey, if you need a rat bonding pouch, visit our Etsy shop, which is the nerdy rat, all one word. And you can get purchase one that I make all by myself. Yeah, find the link on our website. Yeah, because apparently SEO. Um, well, if you just search rat bonding pouch on Etsy, like the SEO is so annoying. And I'm like on page five. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to talk yeah. about the people hogging the listings. But um, if you uh, you can just search for our shop or you can uh, just link to it from our website, which is thenerdyrat.com. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. bye.